0: My mum found a book in a second-hand shop when I was studying hypnotherapy. The title was How to Hypnotise
1: a Chick. Yeah. I know um, how to hypnotise a chicken. <laughs> Would you like me to chicken. reveal how you do yeah, it? I never
0: read the book. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we yeah. didn't cover that in the courts.
1: Well, you're meeting me now. <laughs> a chicken guy. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I want to thank everyone for joining, those of you who are regulars around here, I say it every week, thank you for coming back, thank you for joining me on the podcast. For those who have just found Please Blow My Mind, hello, my name's Will Fleming, I am someone I guess who's on a journey, I mean we're all on a journey, but I'm trying to work out, you know there's these things in life and they, they're they like counterintuitive And and what do I mean by that, you know, we think the good stuff is good stuff, but it's weird how often the bad stuff highlights the good stuff, and and that blows my mind. Actually, the fact that we 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 want this harmony, but what even is harmony? You know, it's nothing without the tragedy, and they work together. And my question is, do we do we acknowledge that enough in life? So so this is a podcast about uh, you know that journey of. Where do we fit in? Is it is it is it a grand plan? Is it just kind of, I don't know, neutrons and protons flustering around the world, whacking into one another? I mean, maybe it's both. I kind of think it's both, but we have this capacity to kind of like dip in and out of these consciousness states, and it's that that I'm trying to pick up from the people I interview and and just life in general. Where does it all fit together? So. In saying that it's interesting you know I am taking these conversations and putting them online but we do it all the time you know I was rewriting my my bio for the podcast like a thousand times I've done that and it's like this skin gets shed from me digitally and I want to update it constantly updating um, but I don't really know what it means maybe why am I constantly changing it that's my question and I think it's maybe to better refine this journey I'm on or to acknowledge maybe that it's okay to change. You know, this is a digital question that we should have for one another is what does it mean to change online? And I don't think that's so clear. So look, I've bombarded you with a lot. And thank you for thank you for being open to take that that uh, and if it's your first time you're like, "Whoa, this is weird and you're right, it is weird. My location's weird. I've been driving around Auckland, New Zealand all morning looking for an epic location to to film this intro because that's the gig on the podcast. I have the van, I drive around, we have locations, we show New Zealand. This is the best I could do. I pulled over, I saw a little underhang and and yeah. That's the best we can do. Because sometimes that's the best we can do. Dr. Rachel McInnes joins me on the podcast this morning. Uh, wow. We have a chat that goes a million miles an hour over a million topics. I, I don't even dare to go into the amount we talk about but I just want to say that Rachel it was cool meeting you and talking to you and thank you for coming on the podcast and 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 kind of proving to me that you know there is this area between science and feeling and we all sit somewhere within it. I think what I took away from the conversation is that we're capable of having these kind of stringent views on life whilst having these kind of free flowing waves of ideas and Maybe what I'm learning is that you have to be able to ride the two. You know, something like, I don't know, the yin and the yang. Something like the up and the down. You have to be able to, and that's the tricky bit. When do you acknowledge the strictness of life? And when do you just let the the air out a little bit? Because, I don't know, we're all just trying to keep the air in the bubble. And we're in that bubble with it. We just we just unaware that <laughs> outside that bubble is more space and 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 look I guess for me on a metaphorical level using the bubble if if we don't control that bubble it floats away right and when you were a kid it was no fun watching your balloon float away and I guess we don't want to float away but we've we got to work out that balance and and and. Uh, yeah, so it's fun to work out that balance and to talk through it. We have the capacity to, so why shouldn't we? Yeah, let's get into the conversation with Rachel. Uh, you can find all of Rachel's social media in the show notes, wherever this is playing, on YouTube or, or iTunes or wherever it is. If you're watching or listening, uh, show notes, all of the details are there. And uh, yeah, let's get into this week's podcast. Just quickly, anything to update from my side? Uh, yes, there is actually. I have been... Uh, today, when I'm recording this intro, is the sixth day in a row that I've been eating potatoes only. Yeah, that's right, potatoes only. So, I'm going to do another podcast, uh, and maybe it will be straight after this. I don't know, I've got to do some burpees. I've also, uh, look, I'm doing 100 days of burpees, uh, I'm doing 14 days of potato only diet there's a lot going on. I'm working, (laughs) I'm familying, and I'm podcasting. Um, that's That's probably enough for now. Thanks everybody for watching and listening, and enjoy this week's podcast with Dr. Rachel McInnes. Welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Please Blow My Mind. Whoa. That's the goal, buddy. Get joy in your lives <laughs> yeah. every day. I'm just simply looking to be 1% better every day. <laughs> I get it, man. We're together on that. That is yeah. mind-blowing. We've got a work cut out for us. It's the thing that inspires me to continue on. Everything happens, and then we find a reason. <gasps> you just went deep. Ow! Good morning, Rachel. We're already going. I don't really have like a welcome to the podcast. Oh, well, hang on.
0: One tip before I know that we're yeah. already going, but I'm sure you can edit it out. Uh, I'm not used to microphones. What's that? Yeah. The, uh, I yeah, uh, yeah, right there. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, it's pretty flexible. I've been working hard at trying to make the the podcast flexible, but wish we, we are in nature. You know, yes. there's lovely people walking amazing. past and they will be looking at us, but this is uh, this is there's a parallel to this and the digital world we live in and I like that tension it's a scary tension you know you get nervous you get uh, your heart starts beating and you're trying to work out ooh is this the right thing and I think we don't think about that enough you know We and, and we kind of want to remove ourselves from these environments I think about television they're so scared of it TV that they write all the scripts they pre-plan exactly what they're going to say and I think it's why we're kind of all rolling around scared. I, I think for most of you know, human history or the p- evolution of people, we would have not known what was ahead of us. But for some reason, I mean, do you feel this way that for some reason we're encouraged now that we've got to make a plan, we've got to have goals, we've got to, <laughs> we've got to pre-plan. And I don't know why we put so much value on that. I'm I'm not expecting you. (laughs) I was gonna say,
0: (laughs) for me, given that that's what I do for people, that's quite a profound. uh, You know, you've thrown me already in a a good way Mm -hmm. in that uh, some of the things that I do, I take as a given. You know, and part of my role as a coach is to help people, and as a consultant to organisations, is help people get clear. Because if you don't, if you're not prepared, if you're not a good boy or girl scout, then you're not prepared. But actually funnily enough I'm in coaching myself at the moment and I was put through it myself you know what's your five-year plan true and I went well actually at the moment I I don't have one and then I felt I really had to justify (laughs) why it was okay not to have one yeah because actually and I'm not saying I'm throwing that out you know I'm still coaching and it's Mm. still important but I think it's a powerful question. Why? And I think sometimes that's just about hiding fear. So sometimes we plan and we set goals so that we feel we have control. Right. But if it's fake control, it's not control, mm. and it can spiral into more anxiety. Yep. So I think... I guess, on balance from how you've made me rethink today, there's a place for <laughs> there's a place for planning and a place yeah. to just throw it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that place is is what I think when, you know, I never know how to explain what the podcast is, but it's something like that. It's trying to work out that, okay, of course there's a need for control and planning, because if we didn't we wouldn't have our bills paid tomorrow and, you know, the the feeling that uh, everything will be okay. But it's that balance and it's always the balance. It's trying. Because once you opt into that, you really opt out of spontaneity and the magic. And I think we're, ooh, it feels like, and I don't know if this is true, but it feels like we are on the kind of edge of, okay, take over AI, I don't want to think about this human complicatedness anymore, you know, take over, you make the decision, you know, Siri, uh, book my day out. And... I just think we're going to feel like we're in the matrix. Well, I think we already probably do feel like we're in the matrix, you know? I, I think we already are kind of in the <laughs> matrix.
0: Funnily enough, just last night, just yesterday, I came across a photo of an old phone. that You know that old uh, plastic with the dial? Yep. Which is the phone that we had yep. as a child. And I actually put a post up on LinkedIn and started talking about it. And it, by looking at that, it reminded me of childhood. And my childhood was spent setting nets in the harbour, mm. fishing in our own boats, bareback riding my horse. Mm. I mean, uh, pushing hay bales. It really was actually magic. I've had therapists do this part of it, get to the bit about your parents. And when I go gush about my amazing, you can tell they're thinking, oh, it's not really like that. However, (laughs) it really was like that. Ask all the people, all my friends and cousins and everyone that Mm. rushed to that safe environment. Mm. And I ran next door to tell my 13-year-old, who was busy gaming, because she's a gamer with her own Mm. channel, uh, who's just got monetized. And she's talking to to her friend in Australia and they're gaming together. Mm. And I ran in to make them... I emailed them first because that's the only way to get their attention. One in Australia and one here. Got them to pull up the picture of the phone and started talking to them about my childhood and how perfect it was and how I wish I could gift it to them. And they're like, yeah, that'd be fun for a day, but that'd get boring. And they're back to gaming. And the sense that's so quick. So that's, you know, 30 years, a a massive transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, we know that, you know, the, pace of change is picking up and up and up yeah. and a bit terrifying but I think it's picking up in a, you know we're animals and from an evolutionary perspective we're not ready for this amount of change mm. and now as you mentioned with AI they're actually I heard some um, gurus talk the other day and they're saying the only way we can get ahead of AI so it doesn't take over us is to implant in ourself yeah. so we're half yeah. human half computer so yeah. of course it's terrifying which I guess brings us back to planning what are we going to do we'll plan we'll plan we'll plan we'll, plan, <laughs> we'll, plan. we'll post we'll hashtag you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: yeah, yeah. it's look we're opening up a giant can of worms and there will be a considerable amount of people including us right it's not like we're immune to this thing just because we're the ones talking right now but we're we it's not so clear what to do about that you know there's well, we know there's social media addiction. We know there's uh, a kind of, re- we know there's the keyboard warrior in us. You know, we all have it. You know, I, I, I sometimes sit down and I'm like, how dare you even get triggered? Because how do you? It's like, uh, you know, I try to have strategies You'll for myself. The yeah. And, and it happens on the podcast and it happens everywhere. And look, we're just all trying to deal with it. And I, you know, I guess that's the thing that seems to uh, we forget to talk about, but it still unites us. You know, if you go outside a little bit wider of the society, things that we like to talk about today, it, we're, we're definitely just trying to, it's, we're trying to work out that pace of change. Eh? And that's probably a an interesting point that I probably don't think about enough. Is, you know, what what is driving that pace of change? Were we always, you know, as people, were we always? Um, pushing for change it seems to be like i can't wait for the newest iphone you know i can't wait for the newest game i currently what am i looking forward to at the moment something like um i'm looking forward to september to come because then i can i get to go overseas but there's a long time between now and september (laughs) and there's uh, you know we've got to be happy we're not we're just too much passing the time, or something like that, eh?
0: I have a saying uh, that, I, that I, in coaching, that I use, and I call it like Monday, Friday, Monday, Friday dead. So by focusing on the future and when, which I did very much as a young woman, when I've got that next degree, I've got so many degrees now, I've learned to let go of that. You know, when I've got that next degree, when I've got the, you know, when I'm married, when I'm when I'm yeah. then, I'll, then I'll be happy. Mm. And, and that puts you into Monday, Friday, Monday, Friday dead. Yeah. And there's a big mindfulness movement, obviously, is one of the things to kind of counteract some of that. And yep. that's part of my research was in that. And I don't think it's as magic as we think, but I think it is really <laughs> important. Um,
1: thank you for saying that. because <laughs> The amount of guests that come on and don't speak about mindfulness in a positive way, and I'm not dissing mindfulness. I think we've, we think it's something different. Everyday people who don't practice of mindfulness think it's something like Scientology but not really like Scientology just it's not a positive connotation it's not like it's like uh, it's like someone saying go for go for a jog it will make you happy and you hate <laughs> exercise yes. you know and look i get it but it's, it's it's a buzzword that's when we hear it we're like Ugh.
0: Funnily enough cuz i was <laughs> taken in by that buzzword which is why part of my phd mm. was in mindfulness so i got 110 doctors nurses and administrators in that um, health department in Western Australia Mm. to meditate. Awesome. Uh, And that was, you know, quite a... But what I said to them at the beginning is I said okay, uh, I I had we coaching sessions with all of them, uh, and I said okay, have you done this before? And most of them said no. And I Mm. said okay, so don't expect it to be fun. Okay, this is going to be horrible and you're going to be really... Can I swear? Yes. Shit, at it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... The good news is the science says it'll have its benefits anyway, mm. so just kind of push through it. I'm someone I practice regularly now, uh, and I've also done a diploma in hypnotherapy, so I practice hypnosis regularly. Oh,
1: wow. Okay, I've got some questions but, about that. What okay. And <laughs> um,
0: um but what? Um, I'm not a natural. So in hypnosis class, I was the top of the class probably academically and the last to get myself in a trance. Mm. So I am by no way a natural. My personality stacked against the ability to be present. But after decades of practice, I do it and it really is mean, meaningful. And I have a real battle to get clients to do it and friends to do it because it will it will help. It does help. But it's like it helps like running does. Don't just go, oh, my God, I run and everyone runs and it's amazing and you should run and it'll change your life. So to try and enrol people in it in a way that doesn't make you sound like you're going to get them to put jade eggs up their hoo-ha because Gwyneth Paltrow said, which I'm not
1: for. (laughs) uh, Are you (laughs) hypnotising
0: us? (laughs) (laughs) But trying to enrol people in it. But Mm. the other thing is there is good research that mindfulness has a positive benefit. Of course. But it's not going to cure your cancer. You know, it's it's about going – and I'm, and you know, I could go on all day about the alternative health movements and things that people are being mm. pushed to do, and how and how it's almost making people think it's their fault if they're still sick because they haven't perfectly meditated and perfectly done this and yeah. perfectly eaten kale with coconut oil yeah. and what have you. Mm. Um, so mindfulness will help; it does help, but it isn't. It's 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 part of a eat well, exercise, don't smoke, yeah. don't drink too much and I'm not following my own advice no, I'm no guru no, no, on this, no, no, I'm a work in progress look, here, I, well, so I'm all for mindfulness and I'm all for but I'm just as, in a way I'm more anti the the way that it's being sold because that's damaging my ability to try and enrol people in it
1: Wow, wow, okay so there's a couple of things there but i got to use this technique so that I can remember, so I Tim Ferriss, you familiar with Tim Ferriss, the podcaster? Everyone
0: keeps asking me about Tim Ferriss, and I'm hopeless with famous people, so I listen to some podcasts who I don't know their name, so keep going. Uh, uh,
1: He's just a person who tries to hack life, so four-hour work week, all these type of things. Anyway, he had a technique he shared, which is, no, it wasn't him, it was Darren Brown, who's a hypnotist from Uh, uh, the UK, but he said, how do you want to remember things, and he outlined this plan where... Uh, in your mind, picture something that you know really well, like the pathway down your street, or you know, the hallway down your house. For me, it's this old road we lived at when we lived down in the Coromandel, uh, called Settlement Road, which is one. Uh, there was one school, one service station. That's it. The rest farm and cows. But I I know that road up to my house. So I'm I'm saying this because I'm going to put a. a he recommended to remember things. you have to have points and then put the thing you want to remember as the craziest picture there. So at the garage, I'm putting uh, you with a uh, hypnotizing, head hi- goat. hypnotizing kind of the, the worst stereotype, hypnotist, magician type thing. Okay. okay and that's pinning that. <laughs> and so I can come back to the things we want to remember. Um, but now that made me forget exactly the what we were, we're talking about
0: <laughs> so mindfulness mindf- yeah, or, or, um, um, and you
1: were talking about like do a variety of things and and have balance and so we forget that and
0: superfoods are fabulous but if you they're not really they're just like you can't you can't like party all night and you know inject drugs in your eyeballs and then get up and have some uh, <laughs> chia seeds and goji berries yeah. you know get, get a cucumber and a tomato go crazy mm. you know there's this and it's it makes me so angry because in a way it's almost making health unattainable for regular mm. people who go oh if I need to be healthy I have to do all of this I need my designer yoga gear and I need to be mm. all this, that and the other and actually no uh, the way our grandparents lived DDT and other things notwithstanding <laughs> uh, was actually you know it's, it's actually quite basic the problem is It's simple and basic to have a healthy life. It's very, very difficult because of how people drive and because of habits, which is a thing I'm quite into as well, to create those habits. So Mm. I sit here saying it's simple. Mm. I blog about 30 ways to live an evidence-based life. Yay, yay, yay. And right now I'm having a bit too much wine and pizza because it's really good. (laughs) Well,
1: it is really good. And that's the tricky bit, that it is really good. She can't discount that. Like gaming, it's, is living, in really it's <laughs> living in the now. It's living
0: in the now. Like I mean,
1: there's a case to be made that uh, daughter gaming is she's very mindful of the now.
0: Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Fine Only motor the skills,
1: now. right? <laughs> yeah. Only the too much mindfulness.
0: <laughs> Although <laughs> now <laughs> that she's uh, a proper YouTuber and she's got a channel, she's yeah. also very mindful of the and analytics and how much money she's earning.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you talk to her and look we won't get too much into personal stuff but do you I'm interested in uh, I spoke to a professor Jonathan Height and he talked about the kind of research that's coming out on let's say between 11 and 15 year olds online and how people form their other little bubbles and and the and the kind of you know that as parents, maybe we're the exact people. Uh, we're not quite grasping that in that environment, um, things things are not so peachy, you know. Like this, this, this world of how you look. Know, at Look, and I just preface: look, I know there's a big conversation about gender and stereotypes and all that stuff. But his research would say boys, on average, use it for masturbating and porn and these things, and girls create these groups. But it's not the groups it's the exclusion of others into those groups and so everyone is having just a tough time with online
0: it. Uh, do you know what the other thing that i've noticed and i'll and i'll you know because this involves our community so i'll just kind of dress it up more generally but with myself and my mum friends we're kind of having this conversation where when something happens like when one message goes to a kid or heaven, one death threat goes to another kid or something happens we're realizing that we don't know what to advise them so I'll say to my daughter now I'm not sure because we didn't learn like that yeah. so for example something like that where one you know one kid gives another kid a death threat and I go catch it and I go that's not okay mm. and they go oh but we got we we all gave each other 10 death threats yesterday because that's <laughs> kind of how we talk right. so knowing we're we're sarcasm and what's a game and are we running away because this is a game or are we running away to exclude? Mm. Um, so yeah, we have it is it is it is back to our you know pace of change. It's absolutely terrifying. We initially did all the very strict um, you know net nanny and stuff, and then it moved to the point where that doesn't keep up, and the kids are smarter than that. Yeah, yeah. And the advice we got via. Via uh, one of those parenting evenings at, at my next part, partner's work, was okay. That's all done. Now you've just got to talk to them. You've just got to talk to them. Yeah. Be open. Have all their passwords. And and, and but it is. It's really. It's. I think it's a terrifying time to parent. But then I saw a quote. I don't know Aristotle. One of the ones way back where they're going. Oh, children these days they don't. All the same stuff. They don't respect their elders. You know. So it's always been there. But I do think we are different in the pace of it.
1: Yes. Yes. Like
0: that when between my grandparents and parents things would be changed, but there wasn't a whole different way to communicate. Mm. There wasn't a whole different. And look where the virtual world's going, yeah. Facebook horizon. You know, it's going, mm. we're only at the beginning of how mad it's going to get. Yeah.
1: yeah. Sometimes I think when we get into these scenarios, because we've, we've set up a pretty big world. We've set up a pretty big, uh, well, we've given ourselves lots of reasons why it what might not work. And, you know, it's not hard to see that it might not work. I mean, between the narratives around Trump and everything else, it's like, <gasps> ah, and there is a certain amount of hopelessness that I find in, um, I won't say younger people like I'm an older person, but the let's say the, the, the students I mentor here and there through the video space and podcast space, like the willingness to instantly go into the most horrible shit ever in the world, it's like that, like the tap is there. And there's a link I think to some hypnosis, and I'll run this idea past you, uh, where you know TV and media—I mean, it's their job to somewhat hypnotize us because mm-hmm. they have to get your attention. They have to, you know, uh, bring. You know, there's a symbiotic thing. You are in some type of trance, even in a movie. You know, we don't think about it, but we only get knocked out of the movie when you know—I don't know. There's a there's a there's a bad edit or a, a black freeze frame, and I see that as a as an editor. Yes. It's my job yeah. to hypnotize you. into the video there's music and there's this and sound effects and whooshes and it's like wow 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 I'm in but what so I didn't study hypnosis but I was interested enough that I spent a couple hours with a hypnotist because I could hypnotise someone but I don't have the balls to but we'll come back to that (laughs) I don't actually because I don't know if I believe it enough that they'll actually be in a trance or they're just playing along anyway that's Will's issues he's got a long time to work through this (laughs) But I sometimes think that we've got so good at hypnotizing en masse, but we don't know we're doing it, or the the powers that be don't know they're doing it, and all they would need to do is tell you you're not a chicken at the end of the hypnotization. session. <laughs> so we're rolling around with this, you know, da-da-da-da-da, you are this, this is that, and no one says, you know, like at the end of what the hypnotist told me is, you know, it's super important that... If someone's being a chicken for you on stage, that you release them from that, or
0: release them from
1: that, you know, or advantage. the or the deep down subconscious where all this magic happens, when they look in the mirror, they're still a chicken, but they're not really. So there's this conflict, and I just wonder if that's why we like people like, you know, in the New Zealand context, Paul Holmes or John Campbell, because they had that little tagline at the end, you know, have a very good evening, indeed. They didn't leave you with solve global warming, good night, you <laughs> yes. know.
0: Very good evening. You are not a chicken. Yeah. Funnily enough, um, my mum found a book in a secondhand shop when I was studying hypnotherapy around when I graduated. Uh, that said, that was the title was How to Hypnotize How to Hypnotize a chick yep. uh, <laughs> I never read that book, but we put it out a lot. It's hilarious.
1: I know um, how to hypnotize a chicken. <laughs> Seriously, because this is the beauty of growing up on Settlement Road, where there was no friends in one gas station and one school. <laughs> Would you like chance. me to reveal how you yeah, do it? Sure. Okay, so just I never
0: read the book, <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. didn't cover that in the courts. Wow.
1: Well, you're meeting me now, <laughs> a chicken guy. Wow, I'm a hypnotist from way back. Uh, so my uncle told me, and he showed me. You chase the chicken and catch it, and then once the chicken is in your um, hands, you uh, okay. So you hold the head down to on the ground, and if my finger's the nose, you hold your finger at the end of the nose and just slowly move it back from the beak. And, that's how and then when you let go, the chicken just like,
0: <laughs>
1: and you have to kind of give a little nudge. So maybe, maybe I should try and hypnotize people like that.
0: Well, funny enough, it's not. Uh, you know, it 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 could work. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, um, hypnosis was. I did it, uh, I didn't practice, except mm. um, you have to, to, to pass, you have to have case studies. So I hypnotized my mom to give up smoking, and she did. Cool. Um, she took it up again a few years later, and then I said, should we do it again? And she said, no, I'm just going to think about it. Think about you hypnotizing me, and she stopped again, and you know, we're mm. 10, 15 years in. Um, and hypnosis is one of the things that when I went back into academia does actually stack up. Another thing that I enjoyed, neurolinguistic programming doesn't. From an evidence base, so I was really thrilled that I, right. <laughs> I can keep. And it's not that I practice, but it was really, really powerful for for what you learn about the different ways your mind works and the stories you mm. tell yourself. And it's funny that you should say how we're hypnotized all the f- time. My tutor, the first thing he said, and he's he's still going, and he's well into his eighties now. Probably he's at one of the originals in the net- network. Are amazing, and what he said is. Um, around the nerves of hypnosis. He said, well, you're, you're being hypnotized all the time. Those techniques, because one of the techniques of hypnosis is repetition. Yeah. So, we, And also, because we naturally go into trance, which can be measured multiple times a day. Highway trance. You know when you're driving and you drive through it and you're like, oh shit, have I gone mm-hmm. through, did I go through that town? Yeah. Where am I? Yeah. You're in a trance. So it is a, a normal natural thing now if you were doing your highway trance while on the radio trump saying something yeah. you know you are you are in a trance you are more subse- you're more open to suggestion mm. that's why you can do the uh, you know, pretend you're a chicken um, blah blah blah, I don't yeah. know why people are there's this weird mystery about it and half the one of the reasons I probably didn't practice is everyone is terrified of it yeah. they're worried you're going to make them, you know, think they're a chicken yeah. or take off their clothes and run around and <laughs> I did once do something totally unethical, we were taught never to do it anywhere near alcohol and I once hypnotised a girl to say, fuck, any time someone ordered a round <laughs> it did work for a few rounds and I've never spoken to her since, so <laughs> there's a learning story for you. I
1: think if She's watching you' listening. Can you release her Yeah, yeah, there, yeah.
0: You're free. <laughs> She's like, yes. You're not a chicken. You're not a, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I am actually it's skill I've actually genuinely lived with.
1: Well, thank you for revealing that. We talked about authenticity, and this is, this is part of it, right? Because that's a – like, a, in all seriousness, that's an awesome – this is awesome stuff to talk about. You know, it's like I don't want to always talk about – the massive stuff. And I guess that's what I was saying is that people are having the feeling I say people, but the feeling I get is that it's always these giant conversations. We have to fix things. And save things. You know, we just also should consider this the, the even the concept of it's like AI. You can fix humanity's dramas, but you have to trade in a lot. You gotta trade in the the beauty that comes out of the sh stuff, eh? You know, that seems to be some of the human stories that look at any of the stuff that we value. Like the iPhone. I mean, we value it, but, you know, chances are the doo-doo drove everyone nuts trying to make it. Wasn't a good person. I mean, okay, whatever. And never mind what goes
0: into making it. Right, and, right. And right. Correct. And
1: all of the deepness within it, but we, we see this as the shine of hope, and it's creating careers, and all these things, but there's a dark side, and I think humanity always sits in that. That there's never this perfectness, and no so, one is
0: all good or all bad.
1: We <laughs> My all, mother, always exactly, did. exactly. But we don't. We subconsciously, or something, don't believe it, eh? Because when it's a, when it's us, it's like, well, I can tell you that, but I'm fine. I'm perfect. I'm never this or never that. But it's just I. I think we just need a bit of permission to say, yeah, yeah, guess what? You could be that too, you know, without the love. I, I think about that all the time for me. I was like you. I had that Id- idyllic childhood. You know, of course there was there was horrible stuff, but well, not horrible Sad stuff, Sad chickens. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> poor, right. The chicken abuser. Oh, um, the, oh no, the vegans. Ah, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Sleep. Uh, wake up. Forget what I'm saying. Um, but, But... I am now kind of relishing in the fact that uh, I know that I'm not perfect and that's part of the, that's part of humanity, you know, and if we have to, we have to, what have we got then when you admit that? Well, all we've got really is just like what we have right now, you know, the people we roll around with, the, the luck we seem to have, um, I know that gets tied into privilege and all these other kind of conversations about equity and stuff but. You just can't take on the whole thing. Like one of the things I uh, am trying to work through is, what do you do with that guilt of, let's say, you had a good childhood? What do you do with that guilt, right? Because there is a certain amount, if you think about others who had it super tough and it doesn't make sense and it's easy to work your way into uh, this apology thing and I'll I'll eternally try and make up, or you think of life as something like, well, you now have an opportunity because, let's say, you didn't, get this kicked out of you every day that you have to provide that hope for someone else or show that it's possible to have a podcast because your dad said to you when you were young hey man if it ever turns too much to crap just come stay with me you know and that's a super powerful thing that that is this awesome design where it's not clean it's not pure it's not it's not even fair sometimes but we have to take on, it's like a little burden now, you know? Uh, we, I was catching up <clears throat> with my parents. At,
0: my my mum, dad and brother and I were together at Christmas having a few drinks for the for the first time in ages. So we got carried away and I ended up screaming at them about the gender pay gap. But that's a different story. <laughs> they still love me. Uh, but one thing my little brother said that was really uncomfortable and, and also very profound is he basically said we were talking uh, kind of this guilt uh, and a little bit about our lovely bubble and that kind mm. of guilt and he said, talking about sort of poverty in our world and third world and first world, he said, we can't live like this if they don't live like that. Yeah. Now, he didn't mean, he wasn't saying he supports that. I'm
1: just going to do the camera. Keep talking. I'm listening. Okay.
0: He, he was not saying he supports that, but he's saying it really is a fact. And then I th- and I also thought about it too from the gender pay gap angle. I was like, oh, okay, well, men can't be overpaid if I can't be underpaid, <laughs> you know. Like there is, which is both of those are horrible, but there mm. is a, there is this. We live in shades of grey. I love from what you're talking about before about, uh, you know, how we how everyone's shades of grey in mm. themselves. Psychology is really useful there for getting people to talk about that because of these all this research on these cognitive biases we have. So we have this bias and they've all got funny silly names and I usually forget <laughs> the names of them but we have this bias where if we do something wrong we think it's like it wasn't really our fault it was because of uh, we were stressed or we were and if mm-hmm. someone else does the very same thing wrong we decide that they're an asshole mm-hmm. so we all have this bias yeah. that when other people do bad things they are bad and when i do bad things well it wasn't really my fault because you know, and there's a million other biases that we mm. all have. And it also some of this plays into this thing around the crazy stuff people are believing. You know, flat earth, anti-vaccine, all those yeah. crazy beliefs yeah. that are yeah. out there. Yeah. And when you pick into it a little bit, we're all capable of that. We kind of think, and often, weirdly, more intelligent people fall into some of the crazy Mm, crazy beliefs more. And then uh, part of those real insane beliefs is about feeling special. I didn't feel special. You know, so there's there's so much. You know, people are fundamentally more than a little bit broken, all of us, whether we had our magic upbringing or whether we had, and I... My my thing, where I walk past someone say someone homeless in the street, I think there by the grace of God goes me. Mm. You know, it's not I had all of this luck, but still things can go badly wrong, as it has for some people in my family. Haven't you know what I mean? We're all
1: and and we're not finished yet, right? There's maybe some beautiful years or horrible years, and (coughs) it's all. If you talk about evenness. We'll all get a certain amount of crap somewhere, but you have to believe, you know, that there'll be the opposite too. And it's just I don't know if you know if we think about it in our little human world of how we value things. I hope that uh, let's say a, um, a a coin of hope versus a or you know like a token of hope versus a token of you know whatever the opposite is. I hope the token of hope is a bit more valuable otherwise because that's the thing I you know it doesn't sometimes it's hard to convince yourself that it's like that and that it's just too it's bad it's bad it's bad and I don't want to get too deep and dark but think about why people kind of drive themselves to it's not worth living that is one hell of a thing if you don't think like that to even put yourself in those shoes But when you really stop and think, oh, if it was just a day and a night and a day of not getting out of that space of this is wrong, that's wrong, you know, it can't, it's clear the evidence does show that we have the capacity to believe life's not worth living. Clearly.
0: I I think all of us have that. Every single one of us has that capacity.
1: And we're trying to find solutions.
0: And then we're talking again about responsibility where... Um, and days like Are You Okay Day and you could argue, is it tokenism, is it profound? I'm I'm all for tokenism as a place to start. I'm all for, you know, let's not let's not go, oh that's not people aren't gonna answer. Let's actually get the dialogue going and we're mm. all we remind us that we're all responsible for, for everyone around oh, us. Oh yeah.
1: Because that's the burden of the true burden of living, eh? Is that um I don't know that you don't have to. Yeah, and you don't have to save the world. Wow, we got pretty deep pretty quick. Yeah, wow. Always happens.
0: Yeah, does it right? Life, (laughs) death. um, I guess we're we're after we're up to now. Life after or before?
1: (laughs) Well, life after. Well, I can give
0: you I can give you the hypnosis techniques for you know previous life regression, but I don't believe in that, so we won't go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On belief. It's something I kind of work through. So part of how I'm working through it is I I, I will say, like I'm split either way on most things. And I'll be like, awesome if there is an afterlife, but I'm also content if there isn't. Because there kind of is an afterlife, even if you don't believe there is one, even if you look at it, you know, just on Stardust, right? So we will, what? rot away and float away or provide some uh, energy back into nature that gets to feed on us that eventually goes around in the loop so on a calorie basis like there's a life after life whether or not it's like the pearly gates or whatever uh, I have my own I'm starting to have my own thoughts on that which is like I think it's more um, you know like uh, imagine it could be and if you can't and that will help you through Because there are awesome things like views and spending time and laughter that are kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, heavenly, you know what I mean? And then there's the other side, which is, you know, the deep and dark stuff, which is the hellish. (laughs) And I think we get that. It's when it's the the bit where where I'm kind of caught up. It's the bit where you have to give over that faith or the trust. But on that too, I'm starting to be like, hmm, because I do it all the time. Right, there's a faith now that we will, I don't know, get us get each other through the chat. Yes. That we yeah. won't yeah. be dicks, you know. <laughs> that we'll try and mm. yeah. Let's <laughs> see how we go. The chicken guy. Right? <laughs> but then there's a faith as well that uh, the roads will follow the rules. And we'll get to where we need to go next. You know, there's a faith that the sun, the sun will, come will up. rise, right? Tomorrow, and, and that, and that um, your family will still love you. Because there's not, you can't actually prove that, right? If you say to a family member or whoever, you know, the one person that is your person, that you know, I need you to prove to me today that you
0: will always love
1: me. Yeah, you just can't do it or maybe you can, but I mean, at what cost, you know, it's like we can show symbols of that stuff, but it's a faith. And so I can't not say that I don't already give my faith over. And then you add in the fact that, well, okay, so there's a push, maybe, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this, to uh, take away the mystical, you know, like, I don't really go to church, I'm a logical person, you know, I do this, and I'm into science and all that stuff. But... If we kind of think about that, we all worship something at some capacity. What's replacing that worship? You know, is it the is it the fires in Australia? Is it um, no? That's probably the wrong example because that's probably worth the attention it gets. Is it, for example, the uh, the battles you can't win? Like, how do you remove plastic from the world? Like, that's a super tricky one because we've got plastic here, we've got plastic around us. It does service us. But in the kind of like smoking way,
0: yes, you know, it it gives
1: you the, it gives you what you need right now, but it takes from you in the future. And anyway, there's something kind of hellish about that too, you know, like sliding over to the devil or whatever those stories were. But you know what I mean? That
0: we all uh, that idea that we all worship something, and that's interesting for me personally, where I probably was much more spiritual and and even virgin, even at times probably religious or and when I returned in my 40s to do a PhD in social science, I fell back and deeply in love with science. Mm. And, and, and it's a little bit uncomfortable and there's a little bit something missing. And I do, yeah, sort of miss that sort of blind faith a little bit. But that being said, there is, I don't necessarily think that science and some of the crazy stuff is, I mean, look at, you know, look at the weird quantum shit going on, (laughs) (laughs) where we we, that scientific but weird stuff happens there. Mm. Uh, And there is actually research that has been done around sending telepathic messages and stuff that shows some effect. You know, there is, and I haven't peeled too much in that, I've just listened to a few podcasts Mm. on it. Um, So there is still there's still some mystery and magic and whether there is something bigger or whether it's what science doesn't know yet or we could talk, you know, we need three bottles of red wine to get into that. But the idea that we all worship something and if something goes, what else do you need? I mean, you see a real comment, a lot of people with, you know, and with struggling with addiction, often faith is is, is a kind of route out of that. Mm. And it is kind of, you know, a bit cynically swapping one one worship for another yeah. you know the bar for the church yeah. whatever it is yeah. and there, I haven't read it yet but I'm on my reading list is a book uh, forgotten the the author and book's name but it's the it's the kind of explanation of why we need faith as in biologically and evolutionary wise we're all driven to need it mm. and that's why it keeps being recreated which could be an argument for it or against it Yeah. Uh, you know for, yeah. for it as reality
1: yeah wow so it's a, a, look, we, and there's no there's not even a real reason to try and attempt to understand that but we should we should try and wrestle with it eh? because there's a there's obviously a capacity in us like you know you talk about blind faith right there's a certain amount I I'm doing so I don't know if you follow this burpee thing I'm doing but it's basically uh, I've talked to enough people who try really hard things on the podcast like world record for punching a boxing bag for 60 hours or or flipping a, a huge tyre for 24 hours. And I still think why the hell do you do that? Why? Why would you bring, like, life's hard enough? That's my narrative, right? Well, the narrative that I maybe believed is life's pretty tough and the goal is to not add more hard things in. The goal is to maybe streamline a few <laughs> things and outsource to the Philippines so we can enjoy, you know? But it seems like that's not The equation makes sense on paper that you try and act it out and it sucks you know you're you're sitting around and you're bored and you you know so these people are articulating to me the awesomeness they get from it so I thought well what's something I can do that's really hard and a friend of mine who's been on the podcast a few times Ted Ormeca he said hey want to do burpees for 100 days and I was like dude I haven't like I've, I hung up my sports stuff you know 10 years ago and I'm happy never to look back even though my body's like uh, you still think you're a rugby player but you're not you're just dad bod specialist <laughs> um, anyway I tried this thing and on the first day I couldn't do any burpees it's like oh I thought I could flick my legs out but I can't so my point being I introduced the suckiness into my life but what it's revealed to me is all these other awesome things like uh, a blind faith that I wear the same workout outfit every day so, that's the the faith I have in that is I don't have to think about it. You know, the faith that I have set, set this area up where it's like my little sweat zone. And it's like my little church because when I go in there, I know exactly where I am. There's a fan over here, there's the floor there, and it becomes my little area. And there's a faith in that, you know, like every day I know that's the constant. And it's so counterintuitive because when you say 100 burpees a day, do it for 100 days, actually. That's the true thing 100 burpees, 100 days. You're just like, oh, my God, that's the worst shit I've ever heard. You know, you're – you're why? You're crazy. And then I started thinking, well, why is it that it's teaching me all these awesome things? You know, like uh, even in a literal sense, being grounded, getting on the ground 100 times a day. You know, um, how many people – and this is – I've said it on the podcast, but it's never not weird. Uh, how many people when I'm doing – so I sometimes do them outside. How many people get that sunlight on the back of their leg? This guy. <laughs> because I'm out doing bare burpees where most of us have covered our back of our legs up in our seats in our offices and I'm like, I'm sure there's going to be some research around um, the, the amazing the benefit <laughs> on the back of your legs. No one knew it, you know? And look at that guy, Will. Um, but I'm calling it because I think it's that stuff. It's the unintended consequences, you know, of, of these, um, of the bringing something in hard and I know it's a hell of a thing to get your head around. Because it's like, well, what are you really saying? And I don't really know what I'm saying, but something maybe that a hard enough thing that you can't do that you can work at achieving, you know? Well,
0: funnily enough, I heard you say indirectly that you followed all these people and spoke to all these people to try and understand why they did these mad things and you couldn't get it. (laughs) And so you did a mad thing and then you got it.
1: Yeah. So and I, I'm as I worship it now. You know, all of the weird What's benefits. What's your next
0: mad thing then? Do
1: you really want to know? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so the next thing, <laughs> oh, I don't really want to say it. So, I thought what I've been getting over. What is this like day seventy today? Which I will do a hundred burpees today. But at day eighty-five, the goal is to eat potatoes only for the last fifteen days. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and uh, I call it research but it's not. It's listening to a lot of podcasts and watching a lot of YouTube videos around simplifying your diet right down to one thing. They reckon it can be anything, just potatoes is good because it's cheap and it has, if you eat the skin and uh, boil it you get the water content and the vitamins. But it cleanses your palate in a way that let's say someone who enjoys food has probably never had you know so restrictive that and you also lose weight right so i'm i'm keen because i haven't really lost weight on the burpees but i'm definitely whatever's inside has built strong and i think that's a kind of nice thing for me I'm like ah oh, yeah you, you know they say it to you uh, be strong on the inside but no one really tells you how they just say be strong on the inside do
0: 100 burpees a day for 100 days right
1: and it, it will show <laughs> it will you it will show strong. you the way you'll be so strong so i'm um where that came from is you know pen gillette Pennantella, and teller the magicians he he lost heaps of weight doing uh the, the potato eating but his justification was everyone tells you or everyone encourages you probably like what we've talked about today uh that weight loss can be fun and easy the truth is he says no one tells you it's hard and it sucks <laughs> we know that it's true that it's hard and it sucks but no one acknowledges it when he says, he says, when you frame that up like that, you realize that humans only celebrate the hard and the sucky stuff because no one talks about, you know, walking up your steep driveway, but they love to tell you when they climb Everest, you know, the hardest things is what we uh, encourage each other to do. I think. Overall, what I'm saying is that I think we've just uh, mischaracterized what our role is. You know, we keep wanting to outsource and make it easier, and every time we do, every time we take something away, we add something else in. Which
0: sort of reminds me of, and I can't quite explain the thread, but it reminds me of the whole, uh, you know, law of attraction, and, and it, which I'm gonna say, I'm gonna lose some fans here, but drives me. Insane, because of the idea that what it's doing to me is, uh, yeah, giving up that the reality of life—that life is hard. It should be hard. It's fine, but what it as a as a survivor of multiple chronic physical and mental illnesses, as a single parent, as you know, I've got my stuff, and what, particularly when I was very very sick what that said to me is, you're just not trying hard enough. Right. You're not trying. You're shit at the law of attraction because you are still very sick and very skinny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there is this, yeah, I think I think in this world, in this digital world, it's this kind of things we're talking about. We're all a bit lost. But we're all a bit grabbing. We're all a bit kind of grabbing for things we're grabbing we're flicking and scrolling and going for the 10 quick st- and as you know as content creators we're told to do the 10 3 5 steps to yeah. and and life isn't five easy steps mm, to anything yeah. it's it's messy and you bleed and you hurt and you and you get up and you do it again
1: that's and that's the i mean that's the law of attraction the that fate. Fi- um, You know, like, because the law of attraction is a weird one. Because I've I've tried it a couple times, but I only have a specific way of trying it. I only do it in a car park. Uh I only say, "Universe, deliver me a car park." I tell (laughs) you, man, it (laughs) works. (laughs) But I don't know if it really works. But I don't I don't I don't give it the extra power, right? I just say that maybe it's just like maybe the luck, or you know, it's a gamble.
0: And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it for fun, and I'll do it sometimes as well, or I'll you know always pray when I can't find my child, or you correct, know whatever correct, we correct, all have that yep. and and there's nothing wrong with going, okay, yeah, let's reframe, but the science around positive thinking is positive thinking does is a crock of shit. It's yeah. going to just have you feel inadequate and not help, but things like uh, you know, the stuff around learned optimism or the stuff around cognitive behavioural therapy where you kind of adjust your thinking and, and learn to change your thinking habits, learn to realise that some of these negative things are unimportant, can can scientifically up your chances of dealing with whatever you're dealing with, mm. with, help with your mental health, help with stuff. But there is this mad pseudoscience that's become everywhere that's got mad that says, oh, all you need to do is this. Yeah. And it's just some, you know, act at best, it's some crackpot's idea. At worst, it's actually something very dangerous. Yeah. Like the J.D. eggs up your hoo-ha. Thank yeah. you, Gwyneth Paltrow. You <laughs> are wrong about everything, like the book said. Um, you know, so I still have fun with that. I'll still, mm. you know, I might even do a bit of a ritual. Hell, I'm Reiki trained as well, which yeah. I don't often talk about because that's wacky stuff. <laughs> but it feels nice and I enjoy it and it hurts no one and I have theories on why it works. Yeah. So I'm not saying... And I'm not, you know, if I catch my friends wanting to stick crystals around, it's lovely. I've got crystals; yeah. they're pretty. Go crazy, you yeah. do, you, you do, you. But don't, don't tell other people they're gonna get this crystal, stick it up their hoo-ha, and mm. it's gonna cure their cancer. Yeah. Don't make people wrong because they didn't do your paleo mm. diet or you're looking for car parks or you're, and then yeah. it's their fault. Yep. You know it, it. So there's a, and, and there's real grey areas. Yeah. But I'm quite firm on the dangerous stuff.
1: So, okay, so if we say, because we totally agree on that, right? And I think everyone's like, oh, yes, that's exactly what I want to hear because I've been looking for a one-stop shop and I realize there is none. There's a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And there's no a the toolkits grow. and it's like us, you know, we need we need sensors. But if you just have their eyes, you're missing, you know? <laughs> so luckily, this whatever design it is, it sorts us out. It's worked out that there's multiple ways of navigating. And, and that's awesome because it's a reminder. I I kinda of blow my own mind when I realize that we have to be exactly how it is. I.e., there has to be this difference in us. You know, difference in height, nature, colour, you know, whatever. Beliefs. Beliefs. Because it's it it stops us from this purity of imagine how fast we'd traded in if we were all the same. It would just yeah. be like, we're all the same. Cool. I mean that's what an iPhone is, it's all the same the algorithms all the same we would be computers we would just that's what they are that's what we never want to be you know we want to leverage whatever it gives us i'm not convinced it gives us that much apart from i mean it's cool tracking where my kids are when they leave school but even that <laughs> yes. comes at a risk right yes, yeah. because it's like mm, stalker parent well yeah i'm worried but anyway We'll work through that. <laughs> yeah, Stalk a stalker parent right yeah. here. That's, that's for us to work through. Yeah. We're probably part therapy
0: of. we need for that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone will look back and say, "Why'd you guys let that go through? Why? Why'd you let them?" Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so did you have lives like that, and we'll say, "No, we had good childhoods, and <laughs> climbing trees and oh, so you didn't let them?" Ah, okay, interesting <laughs> case studies. Um, yeah, but but. You know, there's something uh, awesome, and whether it by grand design or, you know, evolution or God or whatever it is, it's at that point where I'm like, who cares? Because the reality that we perceive it as is, is that it it is like that. So it's almost like to celebrate the differences and to understand where we just need to, you know, tighten things up and loosen things eh? because. I think we know. And
0: where there's also a place for standing up for for where it's not okay. Correct. You know, like so I'll say and you know, if if someone in my if I had grandchildren and the parents weren't gonna vaccinate, I'd mm. stand up yeah. and say that's you know, that's not okay. Whether or not where you'd go and I wouldn't you know, you, you there's a point where you've got to park it. Yeah. But there's all these grey areas and everyone's got different ones, but there's also times to go. Mm. You know, this is this is this is my this is my line. Mm
1: yeah that line do you think that many people um, consider where that line is for them or do you think we just innately based on you know uh, things that have happened and and where we are today the line is kind of uh, yeah I, I mean I think a lot of
0: people don't think about where the line is for them mm. they think the line is, is, is fact. Now, I, I'm, it's hard to explain, as in they just think, they haven't, so people like you and I that think and explore, I, and I have seen my line move. So I know that my line is my creation. Mm. You know, I know that where I go, that's not okay, would have been different 10 years ago. Uh, my experience is a lot of people don't think like that. They just think this is the truth, you know, mm. so there is a God or there is not a God or whatever their thing is, yeah. It's not that it's their line and where they're drawing it, it's what's the truth. Mm. And that causes it, you know, problems of its own as well because like you said actually before we started how you said sometimes in, in conversations like this we might show up in a way that later we'll go oh my god and who knows I, I've read books by people I really admire who have had these amazing kind of um, dying and coming back experiences that have changed their life and and you know that could happen to me next year and then I'll go that was embarrassing all of that mm. you know quite silent, you because know, <laughs> yeah. the line is a you know it does move
1: and yeah, right. And again, it's a faith that you will have the wherewithal, the, the the bravery or whatever it requires, or we won't to change where that line is, you know, because we can, we just got to kind of roll in the moment. And, you know, we can be tricked and we can be wrong. And so it's trying to, you know, I ask myself sometimes, am I someone who, if information presents itself, is open to change.
0: Do you know the science says that most people, when information presents itself, they go more into it. As in, if you've got a belief that whatever it is, and I show you evidence to the contrary, that evidence will actually make your belief stronger. So if you're a flat earther and I show you the round earth, that will make you more flat earthy. So one study that they did is uh, it was on, I think it was um, earlier in the global warming where there was more two camps. And they gave a group of half global, half believed and half that didn't a report that 50% of the report was on one side and 50% of the other exactly. And they asked all of them how, what it did for them afterwards. And all of them, bar one or two, said that report was great because it confirmed what I thought. So we have a way of going when it's a belief, because the definition of a belief is something that you believe, especially in the absence of evidence, <laughs> So when you're most people, when they're given evidence to the contrary, especially in the wacky stuff, go deeper where they are, which makes it really problematic for how to approach anti-vaxxers. And I think and there's anti-vaxxers in my life who probably aren't watching, mm-hmm. who I um, I just obsess a lot about thinking about talking to them and say nothing except the odd post, mm. um, because I think the only way you'd ever get to them. Is not trying to get to them, but trying to listen to them, trying to get to know and understand their fears and understand why that line was drawn there for them. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not um, grown up enough quite for that yet.
1: I like that sentiment. I'm not grown up enough. I am like that about many things, right? And it's challenging because I have some opinions on things, and some of them are quite strong but I'm giving myself permission that I don't have to always talk about the things that I don't know about, you know? It's okay for us to just hang out and find mutual ground, right? Like that, you know, when you said there's certain things that, um, and you probably didn't say it exactly like that, but a bit back you were kind of talking about this idea that there's certain things that we shouldn't do, you know? Maybe it's like... uh, The anti-vax is one of those. You can go too deep into those rabbit holes. And I immediately thought, well, what are the things that we should do? What are the things that we should do? And I think one of the things that maybe you can't have enough of is human interaction you know of maybe meeting people like we are today finding hacks in a world which algorithms show us who's who and who pops up on timelines trying to find things like a podcast that can get you into a space where our paths wouldn't have crossed you know that's pretty cool even if you think about it from like you know you shake hands with those people so what's the bacterial Whatever that is, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. really deep human stuff where, you know, we want people to, uh, or the plan must be to, um, put yourself out there because you grow, what is it, you know, when you, uh, you come back stronger after you're sick or, um, no, like a, like a chicken pox, you know, you have to have oh, yeah, a... yeah, 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 like, like a kind of vaccination. Yeah,
0: like a vaccination. And, yeah, and yeah.
1: If we are actually anti-vaxxing humanity by keeping ourselves in our little things. And I get it. If you are inside your own bubble for long enough, you will probably get sick from being around people outside Well, I bubble. suspect,
0: in that metaphor, there's people getting mentally sick yep. by going into their white supremacist or whatever their yep. bubble is. Yep. I saw a, thing from a fascinating thing from a guy, a black American guy, who went into one of those incognito to try and genuinely and really understand what it was like. And I thought, wow, respect. You know, he mm. went in and open-minded, and yeah. I haven't read it, but I think he wrote a yeah, book about yeah, yeah. what happened. Yeah. Mm. Um,
1: So yeah, because it's a because one thing I think we don't really consider is that there's no guarantee it'll work. There's no guarantee that just because you are open to sharing, you know, let's say a bacteria, so you'll get stronger. You might actually come across the bacteria that kills you. (laughs) You know, like like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of think we think about it like ah, cool podcast. Yeah, we're gonna catch up. There's other scenarios where you know. (laughs) This rolls into the water, or you know, the final <laughs> destination, those crazy movies where the yeah, yeah. the weirdest happens. There's this is, you know, I was talking about it with a friend the other week about like, we love Indiana Jones because the boulder didn't roll on him, but there's a million versions of that where the boulder it did rolls roll on, on him, <laughs> or the yeah. arrow gets him, yeah, or a plethora of other things because that's the thing about adventure. Like we don't, we only know the one, at, we only know the people who got to the moon. We kind of, we acknowledge, but it's like a lot of things. Well, we
0: don't even know the ones that went after and the ones, you know, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. really focus on the the two names or yeah, what, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, they represent everything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. most people don't make it. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Most of us, don't you know become this amazing whatever and there's something kind of cool in it because um, uh,
0: actually I, there's another sorry there's another one that drives me mad is the all of the uh, people online that are going you know oh, I was in the then sh- I did this and this and you can for like $3,000 you can buy my seven steps to how you two can um, and sure some of them really did that but I sort of think uh, and so often, whatever they did to create that, they've stopped doing it and they're selling this. So they. a lot of it's because co- I'm a coach, I get targeted mm-hmm. with those ones. Mm-hmm. So I was on the bones of my ass in the world and, you know, and I did these three steps and then I became this um, six-figure coach and I'm going to yep. tell you how to do it as well. And I kind of go, well, if I was a six, if I was a uh, more than six, if I was a seven-figure coach, <laughs> I would still be doing it and enjoying it. Because yeah. that's what I love. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. made you do that for like a year, mm. and then you're now selling it? <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. you're just talking about there's only one that made it. Well, there's a funny thing where there's there's all these people that don't make it, but there's a whole new thing that's created online where there's people that haven't made it, but they can fake making it yeah. and turn it into income. And you've got to respect right. them in you a go. way. Some of them yep. are turning into massive income.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that metaphor also I think goes into everything else right like maybe this whole thing about religion or spirituality started in this place like I, I think I heard that the first magic book uh, actually said in it these are tricks but over generation uh, Houdini came through and all these you know, and all of a sudden it's like this wow it's another, these guys are mystical and amazing but it said it in the text this is not to be taken serious and I bet you there's something in all of the Super old books, which yeah, is maybe they haven't translated properly, or someone's just been oh, I'm just gonna cross this out because like, humans would do that. They'd be like, oh, no, no, that's that's revealing the pin number, cross it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then it's a slightly different story. It's just like you know, pray every night and you'll be happy, or something like that. But the original one was pray every night and you pray know, every
0: night. It's just a habit. It's good for correct,
1: you. Correct, <laughs> correct. And I, I, I can't say I guarantee, but I deeply suspect it's that. And we just we, we just have this thing though where we're like ah, if I change this slightly, I can become the dude, you know, and then I can sell it.
0: It's this, which I wrote something years ago, but before this, even sort of 20 years ago, I might have even been a poem, I can't remember, but I was writing this idea about this, how everything's become instant. It's instant dinners and instant success and instant. And this was really before this had really happened. Mm. And now we are in that. And, and it makes it, it really makes it hard. Things, you know, regular things like weight loss, get fit. Well, of course, it's hard when you're being blasted, con, you know, a thousand, six thousand, seven thousand times a day. Mm. Of you can just do one or just watch a cat video. Yeah. I don't even like cat videos, but I love cat videos.
1: Mm. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Something loves those things.
0: <laughs> Something in you just goes, I'm watching a cat yeah, video. Yeah, again.
1: well you know it must be the the kindness bit in us that the the you know because some things can be pure you know like a little like the dog is always happy to see you even though they lick their bum and they lick you and that's disgusting <laughs> but they're happy to see you in that 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 rises over everything and i think we're trying to kind of seep out that and uh, you know i mean gosh what is our chat does anyone call you dr rachel
0: uh, I made my daughter call me uh, Doctor Mummy for the first month <laughs> or two. She'd say Mummy, I'd say Doctor Mummy yes. to you. Uh, <laughs> and then another one was when I first did it because I was quite proud. did it, you know, I was quite proud of myself for doing oh, it. Yeah. And I even had a moment of bugger the tall poppy. I'm going to be proud. I'm, yes. I'm proud. I did it. So I had it like a month after graduation of putting it on everything. And I got and now sometimes I'll get on an airplane and they'll go. Dr. McInnes, and I'll go, oh, shivers. No, I'm not, I'm not, like, anyone's going <laughs> to die. I can't, I, don't, uh, I mean, my PhD was in the heart, but not like that.
1: <laughs> don't die, oh. Uh. Just Rachel to the Yeah, yeah, fine. just
0: <laughs> Rachel. So, and also, because of my handle, the wellbeing at work doctor, mm-hmm. and then, of c- course, online, because it's your handle people do, but I still have this mix, you know, now I'm quite embarrassed if anyone calls me Dr. Rachel, but it, so I've got this weird mix of pr- embarrassed pride, that's how I feel.
1: That might be the name of this episode. Because <laughs> that is humanity. What's the meaning of life? Embarrassed pride.
0: Embarrassed pride. It's as
1: good as anything else. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to do my technique of remembering. I've planted two things Down my road. So the first one was at the gas station. It was you, the hypnotist, and the second one I think we'll start there is the picture I put is uh, uh, a big river and a car and you jumping out of it because I read that on your website. Did I read it? Was I on the right website? No,
0: but the funny thing is about me jumping out of a car. Yeah,
1: no, no, because that's what I read. That's what I want to ask you. Is that?
0: Yeah, I I did jump out of a car. Um, I did jump out of a moving car that went into a river. But Mm. the weird thing is I can't remember. Oh, did you read – because I had an old blog that I took down a while ago. Was Uh, it recently? In
1: your website, on your website, there's the – The Dr. Rachel one or the McInnes Associates one? I don't know. The one that came up on Google. Okay. The one that Algorithm showed me. Then it says about you or meet you, meet Rachel. Yes, yeah. And i just skim through because uh, I don't want to know too much about it. Yes, I like yeah, to get yeah, to yeah. know someone. But there was a few things about me or something. And you were like, dit, 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 jumped out of a moving car as it was going to a, a river. As, have I come across something I shouldn't have? No, no, no. no
0: that's totally f- what it, what it is. Is This is the thing. <laughs> um, Rachel Claver would be proud of me my, of Me creating so much content I don't even remember it anymore. Look <laughs> <laughs> up to Rachel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, that's a while since because I've got a few, you know, okay. I've just forgotten that. Yeah. I've forgotten that about myself, well, that, go- is that is a true story. Like, how how that is a true story. Because you to tell me that. how do you know that? <laughs> I <was> like, oh <laughs> my God, do you want to know that story I now? I do. Um, so I was a um, young woman kind of in my mid-20s, quite adventurous, and I had met this English army officer who I had met, at, a, at a dancing through the streets in the middle of the road in Christchurch one night after a night out with a friend and then they were there for some officer's ball and we met them outside KFC or some such mm. and they said come to the ball and we went to the ball and started a wee romance with this army officer and he was about to leave the country so the last, it was a very short romance that involved hiring a car and just driving around the North no. Island. Um, I should have on reflection been the driver. Because I think I was better at it, uh, and we were coming back in uh, after like a week of the whole tour, and we were coming back into the uh, the main, I forget where it is, kind of Central North Island, the main centre where they were, the main army. Well, where is it? white wire uh, You know, yeah, the, the, don't know, that one yeah, Central yeah, North Island. Yeah, into yeah, yeah, the yeah. into there, and we were only I don't know, ten or fifteen minutes away after this week and there was like a chicane kind of corner i think it was a bit wet and he was sort of driving and then he corrected and he overcorrected, and got into it like a you know this yep. and so and through the fence and um t- sort of going down the paddock towards the river but by then it's skidding kind of slowly but we're headed to the river and i go get out and i undo my seatbelt and i'm about to um, and I can see he hasn't quite registered, so I sort of half trying to get out and half hang around. Well, he yeah. sort of registers, and we jump out, and then the car goes into the river. Wow! And then um, we'd both given up smoking like two days earlier. Some people arrived. I put a cigarettes.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what would you? How would that have processed in your mind today without that cigarette break? Because it's that's a exactly, that's a, full, it's a comma, isn't it? yeah. The comma yeah. in the yes. sentence, and then we almost died. <gasps> We were okay, and then we had a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, and then that night we went out it was the
0: last night together, and we went out, and he kept saying, "Get out, good idea. Should have thought of it. Tried to kill her. She saved my life. <laughs> he, was a, he was a lovely, lovely man. We stayed in touch, stayed friends for yeah, years. But, and yeah. um, so yeah, that was my. That's a story. And that was again the farm upbringing. Mm. If I hadn't been, if I hadn't spent my teens rolling quad bikes and jumping off them for fun, which could have killed me, could have killed me then, mm. saved me later. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that is. I I like that because I even like that uh, well I like that you've forgotten that you had that on the website and I also like that it was on there I think that Shows it showed me. Uh, I was trying to think. Well, what are those close calls that I never share? You know, because we're funny about our bios and who we are. Yes, the yeah, digital yeah. Version
0: Apparently, of I'm show. not. But anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you are, but you forgot that it was on there <laughs> yeah, yeah. because that's the versions of us. It's like our CVs. Uh, I recently reread through the old versions, and it's really bloody interesting how you sell yourself and how yeah. you, you how you think you are based off the skills you have at that time. And I mean. It's weird because I don't think we're supposed to actually realize that we are changing. That's the kind of beauty of it. And maybe, you know, life or whatever didn't anticipate that we'd take these snapshots of us.
0: (laughs) There's some really interesting science there whereby we we change more than we think we're going to. But we always think that right now. We're the complete version. Mm. So we changed, say, we, oh, they were doing over 10-year gaps. So between 20 and 30, you change. So at 30, you think, wow, I changed so much. But this is that I'm pretty complete now. Mm. And then the same thing happens and the same thing happens. So we have this we have this realisation that we changed dramatically in the past, but we all tend to think we're pretty much complete now. Now, that changed us slow, but we all underestimate Our ability to continue change. Isn't that a cool bit
1: of research? It's a cool bit of research, and it's also a handy reminder too. That we're going to keep changing. That we should give ourselves permission to change. eh? Otherwise, because there is another kind of point when you talk about that where we, I don't know if we have that online. Let's say, for example, I say the wrong thing today, and we put it out there. That gets isolated as who Will is today But also who he is digitally forever. So based off what I say online, I can be blocked. I can be I can be I can go viral. I can be uh, highlighted in a bigger uh, narrative. You can be ghosted. Correct. (laughs) uh, You know all of these things that the algorithm then, based on who you are. How does Will say, I'm sorry, I've changed. You know we have it in real life with forgiveness and your path to redemption through the justice system or whatever that is flawed as it may be. But we've obviously worked through that to say, even on your darkest days, if you do these steps, we'll let you back. But we I don't know if we have it on the digital on. space, and I don't know if we, even, if we even think we need it.
0: I've been thinking about that with the Justin Trudeau thing, yep. with this black face. Yep. Now, to be fair, it turns out he did it three or four or five times. But yep. when I first heard about it, you know, so him putting his face mm-hmm. black at a... Um, when I first when it first broke it was one or when I first heard it it was just one time one photo in mm. 20 years earlier and I yeah I'm not condo- like I'm no, no way no, no, condoning that I but I had that same thing where I was thinking how politicians and this was pre it being a video or being on YouTube mm. or so it's getting worse and I had that kind of same sort of thinking how, Before I heard he had done it a whole stack of times and lied about that, it changed. But at that point I thought, hang on, we're... I mean, what are some of the dumb shit that I've done? And imagine if it was captured.
1: But if you take that concept and you say, imagine if Trump got busted doing three times blackface, he would literally... We would be able to really call him the Hitler like everyone does. So you have
0: to... I think if he did it, it nothing would change because he's been busted... Um, grabbing women's asses say yep. you know, he's been busted at everything. I think it would change nothing because that's his weird thing.
1: Right, right. Yep, yep.
0: Sorry, no, I interrupted to disagree there. No, 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 no. It's,
1: it's, It's, I just pause because I'm trying to think what, what do I want to say about that, you know? And I guess the point I was trying to make or not make but the interesting area is if you don't put all the weight on who these people are and you look at them at people it just asks you to consider when you reveal things about who we are, you actually realise everyone is not perfect. That's what I take away. Uh, okay, yeah. Trump's thing... Okay, I won't say it's worse, even though we will say it is, but black faces represent something pretty horrible.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have yeah. to
1: say they're different things, but they each have their... Horrors. Right. Yes, so, and for
0: uh, different people in different situations yeah, yeah. there. And we love
1: p- lumping things into who's the worst. I'm not that's a different conversation my conversation is if it was anyone else but Trudeau who we like
0: that's exactly it my thing was it was so shocking for Trudeau being Jacinda the same the ones that everyone yeah. uh, whether or not you like their politics or which way you swing they're politically mm. uh, they're <laughs> respected as people and seen as kind Correct. whereas why I don't think it would stick to anything like because Trump's not seen as kind even by his people that Follow him. A lot of them go. Yeah, we don't like his ways, but he's the. You know, there's, there's not. He's in, there's not. Seems to be a very big group that actually goes with his ethics and morals and principles.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's a that's a big can of worms. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we yeah. won't. You know, yeah, but yeah. maybe something to consider. Uh, the thing I try and look at is for me it shows that we're all very still complicated and if you really look at any of us there's multiple areas where we could pick on each other if we wanted to now what do you do with that information well for me it's like oh well uh, we don't have to agree on everything but the the life experiment for me is where can we agree where can we carry on with our day where can we um, even agree to disagree and, yeah. and kind of find that impurity in this because I don't think the co- the goal is for us to agree on everything before we leave today, even though I'm sure we probably agree on most things. But it's for us to train at this digital realm of, and the physical realm, you know, like being in person together and being on this digital platform where, well, you know, I just want to get away from this blocking thing. I want to get away from this feeling that if we say the wrong thing, that's us forever. Because I don't know that ends anywhere good. It just encourages us to be these, you know, like the iPhone, you know. The iPhone could never be a Samsung, even if it wants to be. <laughs>
0: Maybe we'll just uh, say we're not chickens at the end. And all of the opinions we expressed may not even be our own in the future. <laughs> that's
1: the disclaimer. That's the sound <laughs> we need. Um, look, plenty to go through. This I referenced it before we start. I'm trying to find bravery and not being so compliant, I'm quite a compliant person. I like harmony, but I also know that, you know, when I look through the, my family story, that there were stories of people who were prepared to give it all up. You know, so i mixed cultures. Half of me is Cook Island, the other half's European. You know, on on the European, it was about the sacrifice of World War Two and um, being willing to blow yourself up if. For, yes, for the betterment yep. of whatever that was, uh, or the acknowledgement that you might not come back, and they did, they probably because they didn't all come back the same. That's what was super it's interesting. Came back completely broken, and, and and they ruined a lot for future things based yep. on that brokenness. But then you look at the other sacrifice that the the Pacific people made by you know coming to New Zealand for a better life, and you couldn't bring everyone together. It was a ten year span for my family of bringing the kids over because they were all varied ages. It's a hell of a sacrifice to not see your Oldest for 10 years just because they were the oldest, yeah. you know, and the youngest ones got through, and that created resentment in different ways. But, uh, you know, I just what do I do with that information? I'm re- I refuse to see good and bad people, I just see us, you know, and maybe that's not a popular opinion, but it is my bravery where. I will not just discount someone based on uh, how I hear about them or what they say. And you know, I probably don't say I back Trump, but I just have to tell myself if I believe he's Hitler, then you know, what do I know about the person? Have have I ever met them? Can can is there any good? You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I know. get it. And I, that's and that's back to my my mum always says no one's all good and no one's all bad. Yeah. And I guess that's where I go my my, my lines. That's what we talked about lines moving and my lines moved over the years mm. where I've gone. Uh, uh, you know, I can think of someone that in a work environment that I struggled with yeah. massively, and yeah. then I think about uh, this person gave their organ to a family member. Mm. Mm, really, no one's all good and no one. You know, people are yeah. very very complex where I where I've still probably got people like Trump on a line mm. is when people can use their platform so I've still got I've got some people, my line's your line's further up than mine, but I've still got a line where people are with their celebrity damaging others. Now, I'm not necessarily going to... You know, there might be something redeemable about them. I might even be able to meet them and find some connection. But where I would vote, if I could, for them to be removed from their position of power mm. because of the damage they are causing to people. So two people that fit into that for me would be Trump and Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Gwyneth Paltrow should act... But the platform that she's using, and there's a whole thing about celebrities lo- using platform and encouraging dangerous stuff. Our the, the anti-vaxxer guy that's become mm. one, the original guy that was ousted yeah. because you know we all know that everyone knows that story. I think so. People that are Pete Evans, a little bit of a one. So the Pete Evans stink where he pu- was publishing a book that was make your own baby formula. Right. I don't know if you know about that. And this baby formula, the doctors came in and said that is severely dangerous. Mm. So the publishing company went because it was one of the big brands, I forget which one, one of the famous ones, they pulled it. And, oh, my God, we can't publish a book that's dangerous. So he published it as an ebook. Right. How to make baby formula. Now, again, I could meet Pete Evans and find maybe find something likeable or something to connect. But my line is, celebrities and people of power promoting dangerous messages. I want that plug pulled. I'm not saying I want them burnt at the stake, mm. but I'm saying a line for me is, when celebrities use their celebrity to provide advice that's dangerous that, that people act on. Mm. The World Health Organization has less followers than um, what's any celebrity that you name that mm. our kids might follow yeah. uh, and less influence. Mm. You know, a professor comes on and goes, oh, sticking a jade egg up your hoo-ha is really dangerous. It could <laughs> ruin your pelvic floor. And uh, no one's going to go... And then Gwyneth goes, buy this online. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not... Yeah. My line is not about necessarily writing them off as people but it's a very strong belief about platforms and the danger of platforms and how the rules have changed online about what Mm. celebrity is and what platforms people can get and that the wrong people have some of the wrong platforms and never mind what's happening in terms of, there's the platforms of celebrities but there's a whole other thing around the bubbles that you're talking about because of the algorithms Mm. so the algorithms that you the more that you, because of course online is completely driven by Facebook wants engagement So they're more likely to show you something that's going to make you angry because the the metrics are engagement. So we're in this world where algorithms and the powerful companies and organisations and individuals behind that are trying to make us engage and driving us deeper into our own rabbit holes, Mm. all of us. And we all tend to think mine's good and the others are a bunch of idiots, but we're all being driven deeper and deeper into our prejudices and our likes and our similarities. And it's something that I that keeps me awake at night mm-hmm. and that I really don't I really don't know what the answer is. And I know that's different from where no, we no, started no, no, but no, I'm just making no, that demarcation no. between yeah, yeah, yeah. individual people and and the danger of misinformation and pseudoscience yeah. which is like I mean look at uh, we we'll look at the anti-vax movement although a lot of the vaccination things, slight disclaimer there, isn't so much, the anti vaxxers don't have as much power as they might think. A lot of it's poverty and access and, mm. you know, there's other issues. Yeah. But even look at what they've managed, some of these people with their platforms have mm. managed to create. Lots of the, um, you know, people not having chemotherapy because of being told they can just, you know, whatever, whatever, enter, enter, enter wacky thing yeah. X. By the way, if I get cancer, I'm going to do all the wacky things. Yeah. I'm just going to do all the wacky mm-hmm. things and have my chemo.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Because no one talks about the person walking up the driveway. They talk about the person who goes, I want to get to the top of Everest. Yes. And so probably to end, you know, uh, the potato diet guy, the pen pendulette is his name. He is, you know, talking about his, uh, how he lost all the weight and stuff. He was saying, we don't live on balance. We like to live at extremes, but some things... We tell ourselves it's better to have balance now that resonated with with me because i'm like yeah i want to go to the extremes in a kind of way that i can control that because let's say the extreme is you want to do 100 burpees a day you can't there's no easy way to get to 100 burpees we think of someone who can do 100 burpees but the only way to get there is 5 10 15 and build your way up and so there's something really awesome about the fact that when I get to the 100 burpees, I'll be a celebrity in my own little burpee world, right? Yeah,
0: you yeah, You can do yeah. 100
1: burpees, wow!
0: Legend in your own lunchbox, But yeah. the
1: truth is, it was, a, it was a really small steps made the celebrity, you know, and I think, um, I definitely agree. The area I know that we are in this mixed realm of fake news and all that stuff is we also contribute to both. We are the substitute for the algorithm that just pumps out stuff about getting you triggered and making you watch. There'll be parts of this conversation that are servicing that for people. But we're also the opposite, which is vulnerable and people know that, you know, I don't know, we're real and we've got a background and there's people walking around and it's important for me That's why when you're like, hey, can I edit out the bits where I go to the toilet? I'm like, that's what we should edit in.
0: (laughs) Okay, keep the bits where I go to the toilet. We have to
1: know that Simon Dallow. You didn't follow into the toilet. No, 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 no. (laughs) You've got a microphone on you. Yeah. No, no, no. We need to know, you know, all of our people still do farts. And it sounds silly, but if we don't oh, know that... it I wasn't noticeable. Now, <laughs> I'm going to edit in-part sound effects now. <laughs> I've got to go because I've got to go do some filming and work. But um, can I thank you for joining me on the podcast? It's been an thank awesome you. little journey together of, you know, going out there, wherever that is, and talking about stuff. And I don't, I, I don't know how we will feel about it when we watch and listen to it back. But in the moment, it feels cool to yeah. know that, you know so many people out here doing stuff but we're the ones who get to sit down and you know maybe they're doing stuff in the physical world we get to be in this mental adventure you know where you you pick up on things and you go down areas and you know we talked about a variety of things that are in neither of our bios and i think we need to look at that seriously and ask why why can we not celebrate the fact that it's hilarious to do A, B, and C, you know? Because that's, that's hopeful. If we don't have that, then we really are just these boring old people. Who, <laughs> or boring people, you know? Because young and old are actually yeah, yeah, boring. Yeah. Where could people follow you? Where could people track your journey, engage with you on a business level if they want to um, pick up some of the stuff you're putting down?
0: So they can go to uh, www.mckinnis.associates? dot mm-hmm. associates. No suffix, because that's how we roll. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably the best the best place. But I'd like to say thank you so much. This has been a wonderful way to spend an early morning down here by the beach. It's a
1: tough pitch. Will you meet me really early? Yeah. And in a random place. There's a lot of trust, and so look, we did it. I'm we, still alive, so <laughs> <laughs> we we did it right. This is this fun. is the meaning of it. You put yourself slight bit of risk that it will all work out, and for so far it has. So thank you for joining us and blowing our minds. And we, I want to get you back on. We'll talk about hypnosis and all that other stuff. And I, I didn't ask you what blows your mind because I've run out of time. But let's pin that for the next podcast.
0: I look very much forward to it. I'll do the coffee next time.
1: <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. Woohoo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>